Good afternoon. This is Bill Young. And welcome to Prayer and Lunch Podcast. Uh, today is Saturday, October 26th. And uh, we're starting reading from our legionary uh, book. We're on chapter four, number two. And it's very interesting how this is going to relate to even today's gospel reading. So the title is Must Be a Living Sacrifice. Holy and acceptable to God, not conformed to this world. Romans 12, 1, 2. From that foundation will spring up in a faithful legionary virtues as far greater as his cause is superior. In particular, a noble generosity which will echo that sentiment of St. Teresa of Avila. To receive so much and to repay so little. Oh, that is a martyrdom to which I succumb. Contemplating his crucified Lord, who devoted to him his last sigh and his last drop of his blood, the legionary service must strive to reflect such an honor giving of self. And it states in Isaiah 5.4, What more was there to do for my vineyard that I have not done in it? And it's very reflective. Because what's today's gospel reading is, is Luke 13, 1 through 9. And let me read that for you. There were some present at the very time who told him of the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mangled with their sacrifices. He answered to them, do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this? I'll tell you, no. But unless you repent, you will likewise perish. Oh, those 18 upon who the tower fell and killed them, do you think it was worse offending all the others who dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you no, but unless you repent, will all likewise perish. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in the vineyard. He came to seeking fruit on it and found none. He said this to the vineyards, Lo, these three years, I have come checking fruit on this fig tree. And I found none. Cut it down. Why should I use up the ground? He answered him and let it alone, sir. This year also, I tell you, dig it and put manure. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, cut it down. And so it goes on 
in today's little uh, booklet that we're reading from is called One Bread, One Body for today, Saturday, March 26. And it, the title is Deadlines Can Be Lifelines. In the answer, the man said, Sir, leave it another year while I'll hoe around it and manure it. Then perhaps it will bear fruit. If not, I'll cut it down. The Lord stated clearly that he expects us to bear fruit, which is abundant and lasting. He's giving us we need all we need to bear fruit in the spirit, the fruit of holiness and the fruit of evangelism. If we truly are holy, we will evangelize effectively. The Lord is patient with us. He does not expect us to bear fruit overnight, but he will not wait for our fruit forever. For example, Sometimes the Lord sets deadlines of one more year. See Luke 13.8. If we do not accept his grace to bear fruit within a year, then the deadline will literally be our spiritual death. However, God's will that this deadline be a, a lifeline, the time full of life and fruitfulness. We bear fruit by abiding to Jesus, repenting and being pruned, letting our soul be creative by the God, the Father, the being a grower, letting ourselves be fertilized, discipline of the Lord and the power of the Holy Spirit. Bear fruit for Jesus. The clock is ticking. Will God's deadline be your lifeline? prayer. Father, may I love you and people so much that I will not settle for anything less than the bearing maximum fruit. The promise, there is no commendation now for those who are in Jesus Christ. The praise, after raising one son, Maria remarried and adopted four more children of the grace of God. So that is very, very chilling and exciting at the same time. God wants us to bear fruit. God wants us to be effectiveness. God will give us all the tools we need through the Holy Spirit. But the question of the day for ourselves, are we going, going out to get it? He does not just say for his priests, or his deacons, or his bishops, or his pope. But he wants all of us to bear fruit. And those who come to church on Sunday, or sitting in the pews, or just haven't been to a church in a while, he expects more of us who are part of his family especially those in the Legion of Mary. So 
prayers is also a very important part. And uh, something I have to tell you first, before we're going to be doing uh, Divine uh, uh, divine Mercy, day number two, we kind of like slag because I did uh, two podcasts last Monday and Tuesday, and for some reason, it was not uploading. But with the grace of God, amazing grace, we were uploading today. So I uploaded those two files uh, to my podcast for those who could listen to it. And uh, hopefully today's will also be uh, uploaded. And uh, schedule, uh, well, tomorrow I believe we're going uh, to help recruit another parish, uh, those members uh, for the Legion of Mary. And Monday, it's going to be a Divine Mercy, I don't know the exact title, a movie that's coming out and be played in the theaters one day, Monday only. And I'll be attending the one in Pembroke Pines, AMC. I think it's at 7 p.m. Monday night. So hopefully I can make it. I have a doctor's appointment earlier, but hopefully I should be finished by then. So I welcome everyone to join me here. Uh, 7 p.m. at uh, the AMC movie theater. It's the only one about Divine Mercy, so it may not be a big crowd uh, every time uh, I seem to go to, uh, like, uh, we're making a movie, a beautiful movie about uh, Mother Teresa of Calcutta. And this movie came out before she was a saint. Uh, Myself and my wife went to see the movie, and I believe one other couple was there, so it was just the four of us that saw that movie. And this was like a Saturday night opening weekend. But be- before that, how God has his way of touching us, um, the, uh, the writer of the soundtrack for that movie, uh, uh, on the biography of Mother Teresa of Calcutta, uh, he is, uh, lives in, I guess, Ireland. He's an Irish composer. And he reached out to me. So I had some amazing, amazing, kind of graces, amazing experiences. And then uh, we found out uh, she will be, uh, she was going to be canonized. Uh, and I found out at December 12th on my birthday. So that was a very thankful gift our Lord gave. I can't say this gave it to me, but it happened to be on my birthday that I found out. So I appreciate that. And then going to her canonization mass, uh, I believe it must have been a year later. It was going to be October. So it had to be the following uh, October that she was canonized in, of course, Rome. And I had the opportunity to be there that week and be there at that beautiful Mass. And I may have, those who heard my previous podcast, it was a very hot day. So not everyone saw this. Uh, but when they were doing the canonization part, uh, Pope Francis, I, I was no doubt about it that heaven and earth were merged at that very moment. And uh, I had posted pictures before where one giant cloud looked like a, a giant angel, which could have been like Michael, Archangel. Another one looked like a cross, but not a, a regular stationary cross that we would see in church but more like a vineyard, a little bit slanted on the side. And then I saw in the clouds, 
a row of little circles with a little line attached to a climb. And I, I believed these were uh, saints that were in heaven who came to us. So they were having a big celebration. But the funniest thing about it, all of this went away. Once the actual mass started and the canonization was over, cleared all up. So uh, I thought that was very interesting. So things happen. And with the vineyard and amazing grace that we have, that I have and we all have, we have to be blessed and, and use that. So I'm going to be reading in the, the Divine Mercy book, uh, day number two. And it states here, Today, bring me the souls of priests and religious and immerse them in my unfathomable mercy. It was they who gave me strength to endure my bitter passion. Through them, as through channels, my mercy flows out upon mankind. Most merciful Jesus, for whom comes all that is good, increase your grace in men and women consecrated to your service, that they may perform worthy works of mercy, and that all who seek them may glorify the Father of mercy who is in heaven. Eternal Father, turn your merciful gaze upon the company of the chosen ones in your vineyard and apart the souls of the priests and religious and them with the strength of your blessings for the love of your heart, son, in which they are Devoted. Impart to them your power and light that they may be able to guide others in the way of salvation. With your one voice, sing praise to your boundless mercies for ages without end. Amen. And that's so beautiful. I'm trying to see if uh, the chapter is not in this book. <laughs> okay. So that concludes uh, uh, today's uh, podcast of uh, Prayer and Lunch. So if you notice a theme in, in all these writings, every single one of them was the vineyard. And are we going to bear fruit? I mean, that was the theme in all this. Today's gospel reading. The Divine Mercy, Day 2 reading. The book, One Bread, One Body reading. Chapter 4, number 2 in the official handbook. All equals the same thing. The vineyard and the fruit we will bear. So God bless you all and bear all the fruit that God has in mind for us. Amen. And God bless you.